Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Adventures of Gigi podcast. I'm Gia Perro. I'm Gareth Stora. And we're here to relive the splendor. For the nostalgia. That is everything Mariah. So let's get started. Hey, 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 welcome back, you guys. This week on the Adventures of Gigi podcast, we're going to be talking about the Caution album. Now, I know that you're excited about this album, Gia. I was absolutely excited about this album because it was off the back of a bit of a tricky time. And we weren't sure what was happening, what we were going to get, where it was going. So for me, this album was a sigh of relief. Even in its short entirety, it was still the light at the end of the tunnel for me. But this was your first proper, like, Lamb album era. So do you want to tell us how you felt when this album came out? Like you said, this was the first era that I did live all the way through as like a hardcore lamb like I was definitely singing stop singing my part now baby at the tv when I was a kid but like I had no idea like the situation you know I wasn't like that's Mariah oh my god I love her I was so excited for this album to come out when when you say nostalgia this is definitely the album you know like It just takes me right back to when I first heard it, you know? Like, remember when you first heard, you were talking about Heartbreaker a bunch, right? And that's where you you sort of signed on. Yeah. When I hear, like, the first little um, trap moment of GTFO and the album starts, I'm, like, back on my bed in my old apartment from, like, three years ago and instantly just, like taken back to those times and I think that's why I was super excited to start with this album is because I feel like I could give you guys the most out of a review of it if that made any sense from like a first-hand experience I guess you're not relearning it years later you actually lived through the experience in real time is that what you mean yeah yeah we hadn't really had anything as well planned as this for a while it seemed a little bit more planned a little bit more thought out it was delivered in a slightly better way than some of the most recent records at the time and even though she has since said that it was all done in a short amount of time it was still very well done so it it contained its magic but for me the only thing with this record that left me a little bit we'll say out of sorts is that it could have been longer I don't even know what to say to that (laughs) I know I feel like I repeat myself when I say this like it's obviously shorter but I was expecting like a proper because we hadn't had an emancipation of Mimi moment for so long and all of her 90s records so to me I don't think it needs to be all of that for me she was at a low Mm -hmm. it was horrible like I'm not even gonna hold you up it was it was bad Mm -hmm. and at that point I had been a fan for so many years of just like stuff I had been repeating for four or five years that I had found and there was no new music coming there's been no tour around me it was all Vegas so if I had wanted to go see her it would be like save this much and go and it was just out of nowhere for me it was just dropped like well not really dropped the first single came out and I was just happy that we got something and I was happy that it wasn't um (laughs) I don't and I'm happy that it wasn't what is that one song you did on Empire Infamous Infamous, you know what I mean so I was just super happy it wasn't an album full of that and it was a solid cohesive moment and to me I don't care that it's only 10 tracks and that it's a little bit short there's a few other of her albums that are just 10 tracks right I can sort of live without it I don't need it to be I feel like sometimes people want things to be long but then they are like well these are filler and to me I don't see a ton of filler on this album it's just what needs to be there and then I'm okay with that 
from start to finish this album, and I know there's some divided opinions about certain songs. Not many, though. I don't think I've heard that much negativity about this album. Probably just what I've said about the tra- the length of the album and probably Portrait. But the majority seem to be in favour of every single track. Oh, no, there's another one. I don't know which one it is, though. There's another one that's like has a little bit of negativity around it. But the album is every single song on this album I can listen to. And I used to sort of, like, more often than not, skip Portrait, for example. But in recent months and weeks, like, I found myself, if ever caution comes on on my phone, be it at the gym or on my way to work and whatnot, I just let it play. And over the last few months, I found myself more absorbed by it. And it's the splendor that is Portrait. Like, it's musicality, the lyrics, the vocals, everything that it has to offer. It's still a particular moment, and it's completely different to the rest of the album. So now, the whole album is a complete play. There's no skips on it for me anymore. How about you? Yeah, there used to be two songs. There actually used to be, like, three I didn't love, and I would kind of skip them and just uh, do that. But no, I like every song now there's no skips on it for me I never would really like I didn't really hate them I just didn't like love them but now I love love all the songs you know but yeah do you want to get into each one and like go through this album and just like pick it apart and like talk about each song and yeah I just want to make one point before we do which obviously this what I'm saying now I'm not going to include in the final one oh okay um but no, what I'm about to say, I will, but just this little bit of a chat. And the, the, the thing that saves this album so much for me is you mentioned I Don't and Infamous. And of course, they were like, even though I still think I Don't is a really nice track, because of the timing and everything that goes with it, I was a bit sort of like, mm, okay. So when we finally got this album, the album delivered more of um, a deeper sound of, than what I don't was trying to offer. This album was just full of early noughties R&B nostalgia. So like Aaliyah, and I'm not talking about the the Timberland produced tracks, like the whole album has elements of Aaliyah. Um, even bits of Christina Milian almost, not as much as it has Aaliyah. There's even like Caution, the song, has elements of a Victoria Beckham song called This Groove, where she worked with Damon Dash on that song. So we got this nostalgic R&B, which still sounded futuristic back then. And then she sort of merged it with this like modern day, chill, laid back kind of late night, almost sexual R&B with this album. It's very sexual, this album. And it's probably it's not a even trap. trying to It's be. trap music with R&B vocals over it. That's what the album is to me. It's very current. It's still a bop in 2021. But do you not think that, like, I know you were quite a young child back then. If you think of this album being released in 2000 or even 2001, like around the whole Aaliyah sound, this still could have fit back then as well as it could now. Yeah, to me, it's timeless I don't really I can't think of that sort of thing like right. that's way too early for me to be remembering music carrots so. well if there's anyone out there listening who's a similar <laughs> age to me <laughs> no to me it's like this came out in 2018 right and it doesn't sound like what everyone was trying to do in 2018 mm. to me she really was in her pocket with this album and it's a timeless thing like when I listen to Butterfly I don't really hear super 90s like it is a very 97 album but I don't it is but to me it it scored like the timeless thing I think she just I don't know I don't really compare it to anything. Yeah, I don't. But that's just. But that's just how both of us do music. You do Mm. music differently than I do. You're always comparing things like uh, Mariah to all of this and the New Jack Swing and the, Mm -hmm. you know, and to me, I just am just obsessed with it. You know, if you have or come across the album by Aaliyah more than a woman, oh my god! See, I've only heard. I've only heard One in a Million and the Aaliyah album and 
Um, Sorry, that is the album, the Aaliyah album. It has more than a woman on there. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard the Aaliyah album. Oh my god! But to me, there's no. To me, this album doesn't sound like that. That album. It doesn't sound like it. I couldn't um, tell you that exact song though. I only know off the top of my head on the album is I Care For You. Um, The first song, I remember the first song, I don't know the name of it. And Rock the Boat, obviously. Uh, But yeah. Read Between the Lines. It's just, it's not like, you know, I don't want to say that it sounds like that. She's not making that album in 2018. No, I don't think, I don't think it sounds like that album to me. For me, but it it's still, a similar it's, still vibe. R- it's still R&B. So we should start with GTFO, the first sort of not single oh single. <laughs> so yeah, GTFO, it contains a sample. It has the sample Goodbye to a World by Porter Robinson. Beautiful track. I don't know if you've heard the original. I didn't even know that GTFO was sampled. It's the last track on his album. It's been actually um, critically acclaimed as the best end to an album. It's such a beautiful end to an album because it's got a bit of a beat to it, but it's so chilled. I wouldn't have known, but I, I read as the track came out, I read that it was sampled and it's such a beautiful, beautiful song, beautiful sample as well, how they've used it. And then it was being played in a couple of places like the original. And I thought, hang on a second, a couple of people that I, you know, was in circles with friends or colleagues or whatever, you know, they knew the Porter Robinson original version of the sample that was used. And they were all fans of it. They were fans of some other, Porter Robinson tracks as well. I didn't know. I thought, okay, well, I'm just into this right now just because Mariah samples it. But it does build a little bit like with the song. And I think it's nice as like a chilled, laid back kind of like, yeah, I'm angry, but I'm going to just sit here and sip my wine as I tell you to get the fuck out. You know what I mean? The lay- the vocal layering, it's all very high in the beginning, which I didn't expect that from a lead track, which I know we're all sitting on the fence whether it's a lead track or not well no the lead track is with you but well yeah anyway it was don't get me started the first the first single sort of thing whatever it was um no i i love the vibe of it i think it totally fits the first song the first track on an album but i wouldn't have thought of it as that it's one of my favorite songs on the album. I do wish this album had like a huge bop, like opening the album sometimes because I think it would have fit the like fantasy, honey, heartbreaker vibe, you know, mm-hmm. just like the Mariah format. Maybe but, like a no no could have been like the first track. That would have been a good track or even the distance. Get that out. Well, way. she did open up the tour that way. We're going right. to save that for later, but she. It would have been a vibe for sure to have a bop open the album. Yeah, it would have been there aren't, nice. Yeah, there's only a no-no. That's the only really upbeat. Well, there's the distance too, I guess. But it would have been those cute. are kind of, even for um, bops, they're not like the, I guess a no-no is, but. Well, it's all quite laid back R&B, even the bops and the ballads, you know, even when they've got a bit of a beat, mm-hmm. it's still kind of like mid to up tempo. Yeah, but- mid tempo. But what you said about a Nano, it would have been cute if that was the first track and then we had the little Kim remix somewhere later on in the album, like what she did with Rainbow. If there was one, yeah. If there was one, that would have been adorable. So you you tried to move on to With You. I don't know if you've got anything else that you want to say about GTFO. Well, you no, you, you mentioned it. No, nothing really more with GTFO, just the video. The video was great. The big hair, uh, the lingerie and the... Um, Purple the stilettos. <laughs> oh yes, the wine and the all of that. Just the drunk and the sink overfilling. And it right. it was very similar to I Don't, but like filmed better, I think. Yeah. Definitely yeah. <laughs> filmed better. I would have liked a remix of uh, GTFO as well. Something even if they'd have just remade it against the Porter Robinson version, I'd I would have been here for that with a little bit Ooh, of a, a like, remix. Like a mellow rapping moment. It doesn't have to be too too fast it could have been nice and smooth whatever we didn't i um, would have been down 
for a remix as well oh, a, a big bappy remix or even a slow one mm. definitely so shall we move on to with you the lead slash second single of the album the ballad <laughs> the, of the, album. the actual single the actual yeah. lead single yeah sure so this was revealed as well in a similar way which is why of course in my mind this was the second single because we already had this with the so-called first one this was supposed to be the first one but it was the same kind of approach a little bit more of a reveal that she did on her instagram and you know you heard bits of the music but as she was about to sing it sort of stopped and then that was the end black and white music video you know all very sort of moody and sultry again which we later discover with the rest of the album is a whole mood here oh and i think that the songs dropped with music videos if they didn't they came like right after right along mm. with them because i think gtfo the, the music video came at first and then i think with you maybe the single was available and then like maybe the next day the video came something but it was that. yeah but it was like the the piano ballad of the album right very similar to we belong together and also, like, hero, but not motivational. Yeah, it sort of shifted yeah. a little bit. Like, it has its anthemic chorus. Like, there's just something anthemic about the way she builds that nostalgic picture of the shots yeah, of Remy, you know. And and it's, um. so, yeah, a very anthemic song. It, I see it is trying to be anthemic, but it's a little juvenile for me. Mm-hmm. It also, one main point I wanted to bring up about it is that it it's very it reminds me of the prior era and it reminds me of Mariah's world it's a little messy for me and it's not my favorite of her piano ballads like it the lyrics in it um she's full of such trepidation there in front of the whole damnation reminds me of Mariah's world and the mess of that era already the album feels tied to that era but this song in particular is like I feel like it's the wrapping up of that era and being like okay now it's caution now because we're going because the way that the album goes is GTFO and with you and we I've heard that with GTFO and a no-no are both kind of like Stella diss tracks kind of yeah or could be like james packer or or even the candidate or just anyone lots oh, of people she name. said she had to do that with lots of people yeah i completely forgot that guy's name yeah there's a lot of picture building of that particular moment of what you expected to happen on the boat You're like oh okay but i'm the glad boat? we got the boat that they were on when they're on like his and her boats and stuff like that oh was, yeah there's some shadiness going on after, oh my after lights out allegedly but yeah, it kind of just built that picture of like what could have happened. But I don't know, like I, it's very descriptive of that, but I can totally separate it from that era. But I get what I get. What no, you're to me, it's not what could have been on the boats and stuff. It's the the storyline of I'm leaving you for Tanaka. Yeah, but that you was, know, there was all that the, kind of shady stuff going on on the boat anyway, you know. What? sneaking around and blah 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 wait what are you talking about apparently like they were like doing things on the boat weren't they like they're flirting around sending pictures have you seen mariah's world yeah but i watched mariah's world once and i thought okay that can go so you haven't seen each episode i've seen every episode but i haven't watched it since i've watched every episode once and that was enough okay but you know how there's like that fake ass storyline of there she's about to get married to James Packer. They're going on the tour, and then the end. Oh my gosh, I want to be with Brian instead. You know, so like it just reminds me. The song with you in particular reminds me of like I want to be with Tanaka, but there she is in front of the whole damnation and uh Mariah's world. Like it's just really like not cute. It's really like, um, it's a cute song, but to me, it's just like messy, a little messy, a little bit. It is. It does. But I don't dislike it. I love my messy Mariah. It conjures up a picture of what the messiness might have or probably would have been or what it would have looked like. I don't know. I think when I listen to it, I can separate myself from it. So that's just me. 
the long note at the end. It's just trying to be a little bit like We Belong Together and I didn't need the long note. I could have had some other bigger vocals elsewhere as it finishes or as it climaxes, gets into its crescendo moments. Yeah, I could have, it kind of took a long time to get into some runs and stuff. Mm. I would have liked a little bit more on it as well. I agree. It was a little like We Belong Together, especially in the music video, especially in some of those shots in the video, bitch, especially um, when she's sitting in the chair with like her tea and she's in like her and she's at the vanity i think a little bit looks like with the hair swept back yep it, it looks yeah. very similar to that so we like, belong together like she's turned away from the mirror almost like yeah i've got my tea now i'm turning turn away no more makeup mm-hmm. yeah it's all sort of like a follow-on almost as if it's or if it's trying to be it's similar there's some cute shots though i like the shots with like the singing into the hairbrush and the um she looked good especially the shots with the when she's wearing the pants and the bodysuit the cat suit is really cute i like those yeah. shots as well oh yeah because um, she's at the poker face lady gaga house isn't she no paparazzi paparazzi same thing um same so then we go on to after with you yeah the fade out fade out of with you we go In- to caution 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 which is really when the album sort of like we're getting started now. I mean, I know we've had the two tracks, but it's like, okay, and now this is what I, everything else I've been working on. You know what I mean? And this, yeah, is- I think that I think that GTFO is definitely like the warm up, like the taste. Like this is just a taste, a tease of the album. Then with you is like, okay, I guess I have to put this on the album because they, I can't be nine tracks because we're already not putting <laughs> Runway on the album, and then caution comes on and it's like okay this is the album like you said 100 percent. the caution is really good and again this is the the thing where i get the Aaliyah vibes obviously it's not Aaliyah. i'm not saying it sounds like it but this is where i start to get those kind of vibes it's such a slight shift for mariah in terms of sound but it doesn't sound out of place at all this song no it sounds like faded it reminds me of faded from the last one before. Yeah, and you've said before, like in some of our live chats on Instagram, you've said that Faded could have fit quite nicely on this album. And I think... I think I think Faded could have fit nice on the album. Yeah, I do. I think Caution and Faded are similar sounding to me. But how do you feel about Caution? What does Caution do for you? Oh, bitch, Caution is my favorite track on the album. Let's not get anything twisted today. Um, it's my favorite track. I love the layering. Like I said, I love the caution part at the climax, the caution, the runs, uh, the whistle at the end is amazing. It's the vibe, the the do 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 I love it. It's such a vibe. It it reminds me of just like the color hot pink. The entire song reminds me of the color pink and when it's winter time and I'm outside, I'll like walk like doo, 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 on my tippy toes and be like proceed with caution. And like it reminds me of the Pink Panther as well. Uh-huh, like, yeah. yeah, I don't know why, but it just reminds me of the Pink Panther. Like I'm a spy. I'm an agent. I think there should have been a music video where she brought back Agent M and it's like Honey Part 2, but Caution. Yeah. And she's like, like totally decked out. It would have been so much fun. What do you think about the song? It's my favorite. I've not had that vision, but that is really nice. If you have an album and a title track and it's the same name, then that title track needs to be the first single or not at all in order to promote the album. Butterfly. Although, yeah, but <sighs> Butterfly had a different meaning. I just don't think it sort of sits when you release it as a second I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you I think that it's a huge miss that this wasn't a single I think it absolutely should have been Mm -hmm. the lead single but I don't think that it should have been the lead single just because the name of the album is Caution I think it should have been the lead single because it's the best song on the album 100 percent yeah yeah definite miss like she didn't perform this anywhere live besides the tour Mm -hmm. no promotion for this song didn't release it as a single and it's the the best song on the album. Like, what is going on? This is 
the most nostalgic one for me. Caution? Um, in terms of sound, yeah. Um, oh, definitely. It's a vibe. It's um, kind of like Lauren Hill um, with the Santana a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it reminds me of that. It reminds me of Lauren Hill. But also at the same time, it's timeless. Yeah, I could have seen remixes for this. Not without, not by doing a lot to the music, but just as a feature, you know, like with the Honey remix, like you said earlier. Um, yeah, or a smooth version mm-hmm. or an acoustic version even. It's such a good bop though. I think as, a, as an acoustic, it's sort of like it loses its quality a little bit. It could have, but she could have served like a new vocal on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like if there was a Caution EP for MC30 and it had like the acoustic version, the remix, the bad boy remix, Mm -hmm. uh, and then like um, a live version, an amazing live version, I would be so down for that. I would replay it all day, you know? How do you feel about the distance? I'm a bit 50-50. I've had moments where I'm like, this is really good. I've had moments where it's like, it's a little bit desperate. But then I've also had moments where I've actually enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, she went really Te- hard with the distance. like Yeah, terms. technically this was a single as well, right? Well, without actually being. Like it didn't, she performed it. Like she even performed it at the Christmas show. but it And on TV, but it just didn't get the full treatment. And then it was just available before the album. And it was, I just didn't get that. You know, it's got Skrillex on the song. It's also got a feature with Ty Dolla Sign. These are beautiful things that blend together. And it's a really hip kind of track. It's a good song. It's It's got some issues, I think, uh, just because of the way she hyped it up, I think. Mm. Like, I feel like she promoted it like it was the lead single. Like, With You was the lead single, but GTFO came out first. Then... That's because GTFO was the lead single. But, yes, but that's why we're... I'm trying to explain how it makes no fucking sense. But then The Distance is what she sings the most and promotes the most. Mm. But Caution is the best song, and it's not even a single. So that's just, like, you guys see where we're coming from here? You know what I mean? It was almost yeah. as if she had a plan and the plan got sort of like derailed a little bit, but she still went with the songs of the original plan in a way. You know, well, I'm going to perform this anyway because we've already got it down to perform on these TV shows we're all booked on. You know what I mean? It was just a little bit out of place. You just like, well, where's the video then? Come on. <laughs> I like the song, but I wish she'd promote Caution and a No No More. But no, it's really nice in terms of like a hip current moment for 2018 she had all the right people working on the track with her she sounds great the writing's lovely um slight shift in sound for her it's but it is good it this is kind of like a little bit like a cruise control but the aftermath of cruise control for me i was gonna say gareth yes one it does give me a cruise control vibe. i didn't even know you were gonna say that <laughs> no but this album is like the junior e equals mc squared mm. this album like maybe that's just because the um there's that whole pink yet lavender vibe of equals mc squared but to me it sounds like a more mature caution but it still works and i don't want to call it immature oh caution is the little sister oh my god we skipped caution or we skipped a no-no and went right to the distance yeah but i think we should go back to a no-no okay so a no-no was a single how'd you feel about that (laughs) it was a single There's a lot of things I feel about No No. I didn't love the song originally when it came out, but now I do. Uh, it was like, a, it reminds me of Obsessed. It's like Obsessed Part 2 to me. It's definitely a diss song. It's a great jam. There was just something that was hard for me to understand the words at first, the way she's singing. Like, I didn't know she was saying Ed Scissorhands, aka I Cut You Off. And get me Ed Shapiro on the phone case closed. Like some of the lyrics are just difficult if you don't read them. You know what I mean? References and it's very sort of like quick how she almost puts- Got a pink gown custom by Alaya. Like there's some very difficult lyrics that I'm not gonna just catch right off the bat. And that was one thing I did not like about the song was that I had to think and (laughs) 
sometimes I don't like having to do that. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, when I'm listening to the music, I just want to feel it, you know? Yeah. And, but, um, I would be like, Ginger, you ain't Gilligan. Yeah, Ginger, you ain't Gilligan. Something, something, my island. Like, I don't care. I'm in love with the island. I didn't even get I don't that. even care. I'm in love with the island. Yeah. It was just, I got that right away. I but I just it. wonder about the children, like the kids that are streaming music. I'm not sure they're going to have any idea who Gilligan and his island are, or even Ed Scissorhands, honestly. These little TikTokers. <laughs> but um, there's a lot of retro notes. kind of like references throughout the album which uh, is a little bit sort of out of place, but it still kind of fits. But her, I mean, I'm sure her, that's her market, right? For lambs who have been lambs from like day one or within the last 10, exactly years, yes. But then there are people like the TikTok people that have been listening to Obsessed through TikTok um, and Fantasy. There was that whole moment as well. Was there another one? Am I missing another one? Or is it just those two? Obsessed fantasy. I think it's just those two. Mm-hmm. Not sure though. I'm really not on the tre- the TikTok trends, honey. Yeah. I'm too old for that stuff. Same. I mean, it's nice. It is nice to have these references. If you look at some of the R&B and hip hop albums from like the 90s and again, the early to mid noughties, there's still loads of references in urban music. And, you know, even me then, as a child in the 90s, teenager slash adult in the noughties, like there was still some references in the In the what? I'm sorry. The noughties, like the uh, 2000s. Oh, what is that called? Noughties, N-O-U-G-H-T. Noughties. Yeah, so you sort of Google them, you know, um, you find out. I had to Google Calgong commercial with Shake It Off, so it's fine for me to do that. Just a quick Google, though I had to wait till I was at a computer instead of having my phone on me back then. Now I can right. just find it whenever I need. So it's fine. Yeah, but to me, I think that's like, yeah, whatever. But it was just something that held me back from being super into the song for the first like six months of it, you know, because... I give my all to have just one more night with you is not something I have to look up to figure out, you know? Right. right. But um, anyway, the, but I do, that doesn't mean I don't love the song, you guys. I don't want to sound like I don't love it anymore because it's about banger. Total, totally should have been the first track like we, we were saying. But, um, but no, yeah. We had, we, for, we had to catch up for a, a particular amount of time there were certain references we had to, sort of like okay i have to get on board with this give me a sec that's oh it. yeah but oh that, yeah it's a really good song it's very this reminds me so much of like not any particular song or any particular sound on e equals mc squared but it does have the same kind of vibe as something that could be on e equals mc squared definitely one of those like party tracks you're so right absolutely because it fits the whole vibe of E equals MC squared because it's a very carefree album. Like we've definitely addressed on our live that there are those sad songs like I Wish You Well and um, Love Story and Bye Bye and Last Kiss. But even those are kind of boppy still a little. But yes, I think you're right. It totally could have fit on E equals MC squared. And and also... And also it's like Obsessed, like I said. So maybe... Right. that was around the same time as well. Obsessed that he was Right MC after? Red. Yeah. Really close. There's a sample in this song, remember? Oh, we have to... Oh, 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 oh. Gareth, break it down. <laughs> so I don't know the year exactly, um, but there's a little Kim... Um, moment in this song i mean we we're all saying lil kim of course lil kim did a re- was on the remix of it so it's a notorious big song with lil cease called crush on you and the song's fun the song is fun i prefer the one with lil kim on there because the original original it's a little bit boring it's nice it's a vibe and stuff but after a certain amount of time it just sort of like okay but when lil kim comes on it it's like ah, okay this is really good and i didn't know this song until a no no and that's the good thing about mariah's music whenever she uses a sample or she references certain things like with this song when you look it up you're open to a whole new sound or moment or a, abbreviation reference and you they're like ah, okay i get what she's saying here like the gilligan isle line is just like she's describing a moment and i think i would have got that had i not googled it 
or even known about it. Obviously, there's people that do already know about it. So. I already, I definitely, I already knew about Gilligan Island. That wasn't one I had to look up, but like custom by Alaya, I was like, what is she saying? Because I couldn't understand her at first, and then it was like, okay, I I know who Alaya is now, mm. and I knew Alaya from Clueless. You know, this is an Alaya. Yeah. This is an Alaya. <laughs> but um, yeah, I didn't. It was. Sorry, I interrupted, but we were, uh, Lil' Kim, Lil' Kim. Yeah. So at the time when the song, the album was already out, but when it was like being referenced as the new um, single, then it, it wasn't confirmed, but there was all this stuff about the remix happening, remix, remix, remix with Lil' Kim. And then somebody had done some little skit kind of video things for Instagram where it was like the ending of like I don't know a verse or a chorus from a no-no and then all of a sudden Lil Kim would come in with the rap from um, Crush on You but they'd actually put dance sequences from the video with Mariah's over, over the top so it was the basically it was the Crush on You video and as they're just sort of like a group shot they'd got Mariah singing and then it would come into Lil Kim's solo bit and it was all Lil Kim in her blue outfit or red outfit you know she was all different colors in that video and uh it worked it blended so I mean of course it did because it's over the same backing track but in terms of the style of the the song you know because somebody could have just come in and be like like really fast over it and it still would have been okay but it wouldn't have fit with Mariah's a no-no as such unless it was Bone Thugs and Harmony, maybe, but um, they would have done it completely different. So the fact that Lil' Kim just comes in and it's, it's almost- You're, wait, Garrett, you're talking about a fan made on YouTube? Yeah, uh, Instagram. I think it was on YouTube, but it was on Instagrams. And this is what oh, okay. it was rumored. So around this time, it was rumored that there was going to be this remix. And then, of course, it never happened, but- It was going to come out a rumor with Cardi B- and Lil Kim, a remix of a no-no. And then JD perpetuated it and everyone got super excited. But yeah. there were two real remixes that came out with it, kind of <sighs> technically remixes, somewhat remixed. These remixes sort of just came out of nowhere, I think off the back of the hype of the Lil Kim thing. The so, rumor? Yeah, so it's kind of like, well, the... By the time the remixes had come out, the video was already made. It was already like the single. No, the videos were made together, remember? Because the Shawnee remix, she's in the video. The yeah, video. But Mariah's only version had been released. Then, oh, then the remix. But they filmed followed. them at the same time. Pretty much, yeah. So the Shawnee remix is all the same video. The other one is the same video, but then Steph London. Steph London. She's not in the same shot. She's not in the same shots. So she could be anywhere. She could be. Yeah, in she could be edited in. in. Yes. Um, because she's so, her, her scenes are so separate to the other, the main video, although she does have some of the dancers, but they could have flown Steph Lundy, Steph, whatever her name is, they could have flown her over, especially so the dancers could appear at a separate moment. But they just didn't hit the same as what a Lil' Kim remix would have. No, you're totally right. And Lil' Kim and Cardi B would have totally looked great in the video. And we should definitely talk about that video because it's the last video of the era. And it's one the one that looks the most caution to me. Like, it it definitely is the, the era. That one, just the pink and blue flashing lights in the train. I just think it's like, it's probably one of my favorite videos that has come out from her in a while. And she adds the whistle notes into the, the video. Right. Although I would have liked a little bit of an expensive looking budget moment from the subway slash tube, whatever you want to call the train, depending on what side of the pond you're on, guys. But it could have had a zoom moment where it just went through the doors. You know, when you go from carriage to carriage and there's that little annoying door and you're like, oh, shit, I better not drop anything. But um, that they could have like done a little zoom moment through the window and there'd be this like long runway, like almost like get your number moment where she's just walking down in that blue fur coat singing something. This could have been all the way up to the he's a slut, he's a hoe, he's a freak, that bit. It could have even been that bit, just of her walking, flicking her hair wind machine on or whatever, beauty shop. She could have even had the, her kids walking alongside her. 
don't even mind. It just needed to go somewhere slightly different, even if it was to the next carriage with a catwalk. I don't mind. <laughs> you know what I mean? But other than that, the video was good. It was a slight separation from everything else we'd had. It was a fun kitsch moment, but still in keeping with the album. I would have been down for a walking moment, even like a nasty subway bathroom moment. Like I would have been down for that. Like a, like a, no, like a spray painted grungy uh, bathroom with like kind of like trash in it but it's like not real trash it's like colorful stuff that's thrown around everywhere you know pink and blue. yeah pink and blue trash that's mm-hmm. just thrown everywhere just or like a stairs a... she could have come down the stairs and the stairs lit up pink and blue very marilyn monroe very caution tour but we'll get into that later yeah. but um yes i think that it could have gone somewhere else that would have been nice uh but for what we got, it was good. Also yeah. wish we would have got the caution video, like I said. But anyway. Um, yeah, but that's our last video of the era. She did a few outfits in it. She had that dress with those like circle, like um, scales, the scales, yeah, the sequin scales and the, the straight hair, amazing straight hair, the side ponytail and the 20s flapper looking ensemble and the pink coat. Yeah, there was a blue coat as well, right? She had a blue coat, a purple, like a lavender, and a pink mm. coat. And then she I, had the long dress that was the same as what you just said, and then a, a shorter one, I think. Like there was something that was the same, but it sort of switched slightly. She had a few outfits, and she had a black ensemble as well with the yes. the darker makeup, the darker makeup. And the dress oh my- is slightly different for that as well, right? And that was the cover of one of the remixes. I remember that. Oh my gosh. So beautiful. Yes, yeah, she has the long sequin dress. The long, she has a long sequin dress with the black coat on and the dark makeup and straight hair. Then she's got the the side ponytail with the diamonds on the side and the blue scales and the pink coat. The it's a long dress with scales and a slit up the side. Then she's got a short blue sequin dress. Okay, we'll call the the blue dress sequins with the purple lavender coat. We'll call the other dress, the longer one with the slit scales. We'll call those scales, but they're more iridescent. Yes, the cover of the remix mm-hmm. is the one where she has the black ensemble. Which one's your favorite, Gareth? Outfit or remix? outfit Fuck the, remixes. Um, the black leather jacket looking one with the yeah you like flag. that one yeah because the dress almost looks crystallized the yeah. scale thing looks like it's fancy dress it's very C- queen of christmas era oh my god <laughs> it's very christmas but my favorite is gotta be the pink coat with the scale dress and the slit up the side with the side ponytail and the diamonds on the hair Either that one or the the blue dress with the purple coat. One of those. The next track is giving me life. Oh my god, this might be a long <laughs> discussion. This is literally everything for me on this album. I don't know about single moments or anything like that. I don't even care. I'm so happy that I'm grateful that we got this song. This, I mean, I'd obviously never heard of it, never knew about it, but as soon as I heard this song, I was like, I'm in love. There's not one thing about this song I do not like. And our last episode last week, where we talked about lyrics, this does exactly that. It builds a story, builds a moment. You picture it, whether that's going to be a video or not doesn't matter to me her vocals are nice the rap collaboration finally there's a collaboration with slick rick and blood orange as well like the little guitar thing that is absolutely beautiful oh the ending gives me Mm. chills honey chills it's one of the best tracks on the album and i'm sure that you probably it's probably your favorite above caution but it's definitely it's my second favorite if if caution wasn't on this album, it would be, it would be my favorite. But it's it must it's a must on this album. I think it's actually sequenced very well. Yeah. On the album, it's the it's the the first track on side B, and I just think that it's really good. It takes you from the 
the Bopolation moment, which is the middle of the album, and it just sort of shoehorns you gently into the rest of the album, which is nice sort of slow moments, chilled moments, and this and things was... and things start getting deeper as well. Yeah, it does have another sample from something a little bit from a little bit nostalgic. So it does have Eddie Murphy dialogue from the movie Trading Places, which is it's cute it's nice you know not sure why but i I'm- think it's because of the song gtfo and they're calling back to just get the fuck out get the fuck out all oh, right true so it's like part two of gtfo and it's like the side one i don't know for some reason this album's kind of like two parts to me but like of the same story and it just reminds me of like I'm not sure why it's on there at all. I couldn't tell you, you know, I'm not. (laughs) Of course, we we don't know, but there is something in that, like, get the fuck out. Like, why is it on here when there's a song titled that, essentially? Mm -hmm. It could be a long one. You know, this song is on for like six minutes. And obviously it has the instrumentation, the guitar solo and whatnot, but... It's everything. And, you know, that song, you know, this this sort of like musical moment could have been an interlude. I'm glad it wasn't. I'm glad it's part of the song. Obviously, if this had been a single, it may or may not have had that on there because it would have been made for a video and it probably would have been made to be on MTV and whatnot, radio friendly as well. But I would have loved a video with the ending on it as well. That would have been everything. If there was a caution, if there was a caution video and a giving me life video that just went into each other or if caution was a visual album like lemonade but obviously caution i think that would have worked really well or a part one and part two like with uh, it's like that and we belong together maybe yeah one more again otherwise i'm going to be talking about giving me life all day (laughs) (laughs) all right um this is one of those songs i didn't like at first but now Mm -hmm. i'm like Give it to me. Give it to me, girl. One more again. Give it to me one more again, honey. (laughs) Okay, so I like one more again. Liked it when I first heard it. I thought it was going to be a collaboration, like what she did with The Impossible, but with the original of One More Again by 95 South, the hip-hop track. But that's when I read the track listing. But... I'm so glad it was a separate moment. It doesn't even have a sample in there, but I do think there's a slight reference, you know, in the in the title. I think it's a beautiful song. I like the lyrics. The lyrics are absolutely amazing. Oh, yes, the towering inferno. Yeah, like she just describes that feeling of um, a fever for somebody. It's just, but there's a, the particular line. So the bit where she's like, and it isn't being stingy with it. If you think you're getting off, forget it. If you think it ain't all for you, you're wrong, baby. It's all for you. So it's kind of like, play my game and things are going to go well for you. You know what I mean? And my said, way or the highway. So, and something about uh, something, can you support my habit? Yes. I'm addicted oh my- to support my habit. Oh my God, it's so addicted good. Addicted to you, sorry. Addicted to you, come support my habit. I'm addicted to you, come support my habit. Oh, it's so good. This song, she's getting down with this song. It's nasty and I love it. It's a nice side to the sound. You know what I mean? Like this. Oh yeah, it's so caution. Like this is when I think of like songs from caution, this is like the sound. that I think of you know but yeah it has that sort of like neon light shining in the through the window having some sort of like gentleman caller over like do stuff and get out (laughs) 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 so the next song we can be unless you want to say anything else about one more game no I really enjoy it used to dislike it but now it's about love the lyrics yeah, this is one of the songs that I mentioned earlier where there's some divide on. Like, I've seen a lot of divide over social media since the album's released, and I thought, what are you talking about? This is such a good song. But I kind of get why people might find it... Well, at first, I just thought it was, like, kind of juvenile. I think, though, with what we've said, like, before... with our It's the little sister? Yeah, like, she's playing around on this album with different things. Sounds, producers guests you know the guest collaborations lyrics all that stuff 
she did it with daydream there's you know if you compare daydream to the other albums before it it's a slightly darker subject matter narrative whatever throughout all the songs on the album it's got its cheese moments like open arms whatever you know she's still trying to break out with her own sound and yeah with you was the cheese moment right equals mc squared super playful on that and oh yeah so playful and i think it's that's like, why these three are like that yeah that's most of what i remember these three songs yeah one mogan eighth grade and stay long love you they're totally what make the album sound like caution to me and it's definitely the part where i'm like okay equals mc squared right but you know we're talking you're talking about like that but looking in could have easily sat on an album like this well i think that's we're saying this because all of her albums they have the bop they have the cheesy song Mm -hmm. they have the sad song at the end that's like oh my god my life and then they have like those like I, I'm gonna say filler, but that's not what I actually mean here. Like those other like happy, other emotion. Oh, I wanna have sex with you, horny. You know what I mean? To me, this album fits right in with Daydream and Butterfly. It's like part three of that series. And Portrait is like looking in a little bit. Let's go into eighth grade. We finally got a Mariah Carey and Timbaland moment. You know, we've had it before. Um, for me, I've kind of longed for this sound purely because of hearing Aaliyah's music. And it, it, in the thank you notes on Butterfly, she thanks him. I don't know if there was a remix or some kind of other version of Baby Doll or whatever song with him. I don't know. But she thanks Tim Mosley on that, as well as Missy Elliott at the same time. So I don't know. Unless it was well, maybe like, they could have done Baby Doll together. Maybe. Because Baby Doll they, baby doll sounds right off of One in a Million. Oh, definitely. But it could have also been like a contractual thing. Like she could have been really busy because I know she worked with, Missy Elliott worked with Timberland a lot. They were like a duo almost in production and or writing. So maybe it, he released a, for a certain amount of time to concentrate on this album. I don't know what, it could have been anything. But then we got skydiving. That's for another time. And then, yeah, eighth grade. <laughs> and then we get eighth grade. Again, another moment where I felt like I got my thirst quenched because I was just like, oh my God, it, you know, it's not fast or anything like that. It's just nice. And it rides along really nice. So it's really sultry. Follows on from one more game. Creates like a proper slow moment of the album almost without actually being too slow. It's a good breakdown. It's, yeah. a, it's definitely a good spot for it. It's definitely it's my least favorite on the album, but I wouldn't skip it. But I used to dislike it. It's another one where I was like, uh-huh, it's kind of childish, but like it's literally called eighth grade. Yeah, I was a bit confused with that. It was the working title, but the way that she is talking about responding to the guy, it does seem a little childish, which is probably where eighth grade came from for for the title, the behavioral aspect. But um, I like it though. And I like the breakdown at the end. Like, I love the breakdown. Definitely. It's a big part for me. The whistles are fun. Uh, Another thing I forgot to mention, these three songs right here have really great panning. Yeah. This whole album has great panning. It's immersive. It kind of like swirls around you sometimes. Like there'll be something over here and then up here and down there. Mm. It's just really cool. You want to go to Stay Long Love You? So Stay Long Love You. How do you feel about that, Gia? I love this song. <laughs> I love this song. And I, I know a few lambs who really don't, but to me, this is like quintessential caution album. And I forgot, I was like, oh, there's not any bops on the album. There's not any bops on the album. But then I forget about this song. And it's def- this song's definitely a bop. It just is very low on the bottom of the album. But um, no, I used to hate this song and skip it. Like kind of sometimes, 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 (laughs) barely ever. Okay, I'm lying. I never skipped it. (laughs) It's okay to say if you wanted to skip it. I used to skip the next track. Right, right. Sometimes I would, but most times I wouldn't. But now I love the song and I love the part where it breaks down and then they're like, stay, stay, stay. And it's just 
so good. What do you think of this one? I like it. It is only forgettable because it sounds so low on the album. I think people probably don't like it so much as in it's the least favourite because it has some simple lyrics in there. The the collaborative moment with Gunna. It's tell me how you want it, how you want it, tell me how you want it. It comes kind of out of nowhere and it works as a duet like that when it could have been a rap section. But I'm not mad at it. It's kind of it's kind of nice. It's very current, but it's still very much Mariah. I'm not mad at it, but it does separate the slow moments because, you know, giving me life one more again, eighth grade portrait. It needed to have something in there. And I think yeah. that Stay Long Love You sits perfectly like on its own there. I'm not mad at it for being there. I've always liked the track. It's not like, oh my God, I love Stay Long Love You. But I like, I do like it a lot, actually. But I do forget about it. Mm. And um, I I think that the bridge is my favorite part. But I do think that it works down there. I wouldn't change it. But I think that if it was higher up, I wouldn't forget about it as much if it was near the the bops, you know? Mm. Like the dis a no no the distance it could have been up there with a no no in the distance but that would have been a lot of bops altogether. It would have also been a lot of features altogether as well. Yeah, it could have been the second song. Yeah, get it out the way. Yeah, or it could have even been. It would have had to have come after with you. The third song. Yeah, so you've got your nice little mid tempo slash so slow moment with GTFO, slow proper slow ballad with with you, and then it just speaks picks up everything before you go into caution. But then caution could have sounded a little bit strange, being like the fourth song. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't, yeah, I think the way it is is right. Those three songs together are like the caution medley, <laughs> even though this whole album is caution. <laughs> but those sound the most like the caution album to me, besides caution the song yeah obviously. stay long love you actually does remind me a little bit of little l-o-v-e by bone thugs in harmony which featured mariah like it it just has a sim i don't know what it is it's just i think it's just the the vibe other than that not really okay so that takes us on to portrait the final track what do you like about portrait what does it make you feel Gia? Well, I love that it's very in line with her other albums where there's like a sad track at the end, a sad retrospective moment. To me, this was like, wow. When I got to the end of the album and the final violins played and it was over, it was like, oh my gosh, I just listened to my first Mariah album as a, as a lamb. And it was just like, it felt like I was a kid. I don't know how to explain it, but just the fact that she laid out her album this way, like there's a kind of a boppy GTFO at the beginning, like a carefree moment. It's a little more playful for the laughs, you know? And then she takes us all the way down and then we get to portrait, which is like a real moment. I was really grateful. I could identify with it, you know? It's obviously not as deep, but it's it's right in line with looking in, close my eyes outside, petals. Languishing. Camouflage. Really? Wow, gee, I'm surprised you said that. Well, I don't I don't love camouflage, but the, it's one of those songs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're so funny. You're so shady. <laughs> you don't, neither of us love camouflage or cry from oh, me. I am cry. Yeah, we're not, that's not our favorite. But if that's your favorite, we love you. We're like, we love everybody, obviously. But to us, that's just not it. But yeah, it's it's in the club with those. I like it. I can listen to it more now. It sort of like floats along on a really nice instrumentation and it builds in places it needs to. It sort of spirals a little bit, gets you thinking, um, gets you relating to bits that resonate with you. It's not necessarily the deepest of the deep moments, but... It says what it needs to say. It is what it is. And I do think it finishes the album nicely as a retrospect. And like you said, with the violins, it's a nice way to finish the album. Because of how the album flows, there's no way it could have just finished with, I don't know, Stay Long Lovely. No, it had to end on this, this track. To me, this song is sad. It just reminds me of like how Mariah felt on New Year's Eve, probably in 2016, like. Yeah, I hear you're smiling, but it's just, 
it just reminds me of like oh people are mean to mariah in the media but she has to pretend but she has to pretend like she's a diva and doesn't care like that's how i felt about it i think a no-no was how she felt about you know who the snake in the grass i'm i'm talking about new year's eve but yes that's a complete that's a complete track about the snakes in the grass yes i agree i even think gtfo is too but the portrait to me isn't about that person it's about i think how people see mariah yeah oh yeah and it's definitely about i think it's about how she sees herself and how she sees the world as well and or her world and the situation that she's in in certain circumstances certain circles and how she has to paint a portrait of herself she hides behind a portrait of herself i would say it's sad is different to probably what she's living and we don't we don't understand it it's like very that's very relatable um you know it's very relatable everyone has to go through that sort of thing like oh i'm a I'm this person on the inside, but I have to portray this person out here, whatever, you know. But yeah, that's that's caution. And for the lucky lambs in Japan who got the version of caution with the bonus track Runway. Yeah, they got an extra song over there. That's what happened. It was like it sampled Butterfly, the mm-hmm. the um the climax of butterfly spread your wings um fly the way it feels to fly when she's belted belting her ass off at the end yeah so she samples herself um (laughs) it's cute it's cute fuck it (laughs) i've always wanted her to do that like i've wanted her to sample herself like uh always my baby or heartbreaker or honey i i think Mm. if she sampled herself on those that would be great i just thought it was a funny song to sample herself on but the story behind it was cute uh because she did it with skrillex and his mom loved butterfly and she passed away so they made the song together Shit. yeah isn't that that is very nice. And then there was the remix of it. Yeah, the, I don't know about the story behind the remix, whether it has any kind of like emotional attachment to, is it Ko? Ko. So after all of this, I want to know, how do you feel about Caution and where does it sit in your ranking? Not specifically like what's your number, but how do you feel about the album and does it sit high in the list for you? Is it on heavy rotation? Uh, do you love it? Do you hate it? What's the tea? I love it. Well, I said it at the beginning. The only thing for me about this album that I can only fault this album on is that there's just 10 tracks. It's not shorter. The, yeah, it's not the end of the world for me. But, you know, I do... I do listen to it a lot and even if it's the album from start to finish or even if it's on shuffle on my phone or whatever I'm not mad at it for having 10 tracks I do feel like I'm longing for more when Portrait finishes that's all really Um, although I do have Runway so when Runway finishes I'm longing for more now Um, (laughs) (laughs) I just feel satisfied when I've had a 14-15 album from her I'm like okay next you know. I'd rather be w- longing for more than skipping through. Right. So I'm still longing for, that, for more, even on a 14 album track album track list though. <laughs> that's why I'm saying, like, Garrett, let's be real here. You know you would want more on any, on any. <laughs> like also this one with 10 tracks, just like <laughs> Yes, it's short. It's 35 minutes. There's some that are like 50 minutes. It's really short. Right. It's a short album, you guys. Like it, like Music Box is ten tracks, unless you have the UK version, then it's eleven. Emotions is ten tracks. I think the first album might be ten tracks. First album is ten tracks as well. Yeah, and is there another one that's ten tracks? Probably Mary. Are those Christmas. only ten track ones? Christmas is ten tracks. It's like eleven or something. Okay, well, there's other albums that have ten tracks as well. They may be a little longer because they're full of more emotion. But but um to me, I'm cool with it. I love caution. It sits high on the, the ranking list for me. It's not number one. You're gonna have to find out what that is later. <laughs> but it is a goodie. It's a goodie, it's a treat. I'm happy we got it. I don't want to be waiting four years for the next album though, Mariah. Please, Jesus. Wow. That, that's how I feel. 
Oh has it been four years now? Three this year. So. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. But we got rarities and a book. Yeah, we got a lot like this last year. And we also got some of the tracks that weren't really released fully worldwide on the albums as well. So, and she's still not finished, allegedly. Yeah. So who knows what we're going to get. Or when we're going to get a new studio album. All right. Well, I think that was our caution review. Well, wait, you guys. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to rate, review, and click subscribe if you want to hear more from The Adventures of Gigi. Oh, yeah. And don't forget to uh, go over to our Instagram as well and follow us there because you can interact with us. We have live chats every Sunday at 10 a.m. EST, uh, 3 p.m. GMT. It's just a little interactive moment where we have our after show. So, yeah. Hope you like this album review. Hope you like Caution and hope to see you soon. <laughs> All righty. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.